the federal opposition leader, Anthony Albanese, who's on the phone. Good morning to you, Anthony. Good morning, Marcus. Good to be with you yeah, again. Thank you, mate. I, I understand you're busy and thank you for taking the call. Look, we know pubs are closed at the moment, but this does not pass the pub test, surely. Christian Porter has declared an unknown donor help pay his legal fees through a blind trust. I mean, that's unbelievable. It borders on the absurd. It's precisely the sort of issue that undermines confidence in our political systems. Uh, nobody whether Labor, Liberal, Calathumpia, nobody should not be accepting uh, donations from unknown sources. Well, this fellow is a living, breathing, walking example of why we need a National Anti-Corruption Commission. The idea that a Cabinet Minister can receive up to a million dollars from unknown sources that he says he doesn't know about. Well, Marcus, how did they find out the account to put the money in mm. to pay into this trust. I mean, for goodness sake, uh, this is just farcical. And what stuns me is that Scott Morrison once again has contracted out leadership. He, he's asked his department to report back. Uh, this doesn't need more than a millisecond uh, to examine. Uh, I don't know about you, Marcus, but I reckon there's a fair chance that no one's ever or a group or a number of people mm. have never uh, built up an account of up to a million dollars that you've personally benefited from without you knowing about it. Well, that's right. It's, it's absolutely absurd. And why we need Mr Gagins or whoever it is, um, you know, why, why is it that we... Uh, well, I know the answer because we don't have a, an anti-corruption commission that's at a national level. We don't have a federal ICAC, if you like, because effectively what the Prime Minister is going to do again is get his own department to look one of his own. I mean, if that's not a conflict of interest, Anthony, I don't know what is. That's right, and the, the fellow happens to be his former chief of staff, just happens to be. Right. I mean, th this is just ridiculous. What we need here is a bit of leadership. Christian Porter should just go. He should be sacked, and he should be sacked, if not today, yesterday. That's the only question. Why, why wasn't he gone as soon as this information became public? Because what he did, of course, was list this on his pecuniary interest register. Yeah. At that point in time, he was acknowledging himself as a former Attorney General, the first law officer of the land, mm. that he had a personal interest in receiving these funds, obviously to pay legal bills in what was a private matter. Yeah. Oh, look, it, it, no matter which, no matter how it's spun, it just does not pass any test at all, particularly when you're dealing with a, a gentleman who, you know, is, is honourable, but, you know, is a former Attorney General of the country. Um, anyway, just moving on, um, and very briefly too, because I know you push for time, Albo, the announcement yesterday, uh, I know that you and others within Labor were briefed ahead of this AUKUS announcement. Just some comments on the announcement yesterday. Well, the first thing to say is that our partners in the United States and United Kingdom are important ones, and they have been uh, for a long period of time. It was uh, Labor under John Curtin that turned towards the United States during World War II, and that's been a partnership that's endured now for more than 70 years. Uh, we, what we sought was assurances that a shift to uh, a nuclear-powered uh, submarines could be done 
with three conditions. Uh, one, that it didn't mean us uh, attaining nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. Secondly, that in terms of the, uh, the arrangements uh, going forward, that we would get assurances that wasn't in conflict with our nuclear non-proliferation treaty obligations, that's and that's right. important. Yep. And the third is that there'd be no requirement of a domestic civil nuclear industry. Now, because uh, essentially the, the, the fuel cell, the, the, the power, uh, can be provided and inserted into the sub and, and last for uh, the life of uh, the submarine, uh, then all three conditions, we believe, uh, can be met. And that was the advice that we sought and that we received confirmation of uh, from uh, our, our senior people, including the Chief of the Defence Force, uh, who we were briefed with on well, the Prime uh, on Minister made Wednesday. It, the Prime Minister made it very clear in his announcement yesterday, Anthony, that we would not be breaching any of the nuclear proliferation agreements that we've signed and uh, effectively that there will be no uh, nuclear energy um, consumption here in Australia, although some of the usual candidates, uh, whether it's the Nationals, Matt Canavan and others, Mark Latham in particular from One Nation this morning brought it up as well on this program, uh, they think it's a, a wasted opportunity. They say if we're going to have nuclear-capable submarines in the future, then why wouldn't we consider using, like France does, considering the energy is now so much cleaner and safer than it's been in the past, why would we not, Anthony, consider uh, a move toward nuclear energy for our country? Well, very clearly, the cheapest form of new energy that can be provided uh, for this country is renewables. Sure. It's as simple as that. The markets uh, are, are certainly making that uh, very, very clear. The other questions, though, to be raised from yesterday's announcement is how is it that we've wasted effectively more than or, or, or close to, to $4 billion uh, up to now yeah. uh, on this uh, the French submarine program, having previously abandoned a program uh, that was begun in terms of negotiations with Japan. This is the third iteration under this government. Uh, this government uh, have not uh, delivered once again. Uh, they made big promises. Uh, they've now been in office for eight years and, and we're at the starting point yet again uh, for an issue. And the cost also of uh, the breaking of the contract with the France, we don't know what the cost will be. We don't know what the cost will well, be. Well, it'll be in the billions. The future program. It will be in the multiple of billions of dollars. Sure. And we also don't know what the, uh, the the short and medium-term implications are for jobs in the current decade, all right. uh, particularly in South Australia. These are all questions that the government needs to answer uh, because, uh, yet again, we see considerable waste. Uh, this this whole program uh, has turned out to be uh, a cul-de-sac and that is of real concern and it's consistent 
uh, with this government's approach to public financing. All right, just uh, finally, um, Albo, lots of posturing, lots of flags, nationalism. We've got to our Defence Minister and, and, and others overseas at the moment flying the Australian flag. They're in Washington. They've been travelling, traversing the globe. National security, obviously, is of vital importance to our country, particularly in the Indo-Pacific and with what's happening in the South China Sea. We understand all of that, but I guess the big question, is this a distraction by the federal government ahead of the next election? Look, I I think uh, this issue uh, stands uh, on its own. We must always be concerned about our national security. Uh, This government, though, uh, have given uh, another example of uh, an area whereby they've promised big on the French submarines program and and it hasn't led anywhere. And uh, when you look back at this government, it's been all about promise and never about delivery and all about waste and never about outcomes. And I think that's something that has characterised uh, this government. We do need uh, to deal with the immediate crisis, of course, of dealing uh, with COVID. And we yeah. know yep. that the government completely botched the rollout of the vaccine and purpose-built quarantine. All right, Anthony, good to have you on. Thank you very much. Stay safe. We'll catch up soon. Thanks, Marcus. My pleasure. Uh, there is uh, uh, Federal Opposition Leader Anthony Albanese.